when you that just... one felt like it took the nipple off. <laughs> <laughs> that one hurt worse. Why did that hurt worse? I don't know. All right, two strips. That down. just looks painful. Oh my gosh. From Alda, this is the Protect Your Wild podcast with Colin and Avinash. I'm your host, Avinash, and this week I'll tell you a story of surfing legends that changed the way that we experience the outdoors. To Colin. That's me. I'm Colin. Colin Campbell, yeah. Who will have to answer five key questions. For every question he gets wrong, he's going to have to suffer a consequence. All right, Colin, pick your poison. God damn it. Dude, I'm like nervous. We got some bad ones. You got some real, real terrifying punishments right, here. You hear that? You hear that? Let's see. All right. Not looking, not looking. Yeah, don't look. Don't look. Yeah, it doesn't matter. Yeah, I'll see it. Yeah, probably stupid. Um, <laughs> nice. <laughs> nice. Okay. Strip so college just drew strip club. So what this consists of, I'm so excited, guys. All right. So we bought some uh, waxing strips. All right. I'll open them up. And uh, yeah. I've, ne- I've never waxed anyone before in my life. Um, I haven't either. Actually, wait, wait. I've been waxed before, but I've never waxed someone else. Okay. Um, just, oh, just clarifying. Um, <laughs> I had to. <laughs> yeah, dude, this looks scary. Um, so for every uh, question that Colin gets wrong, he's gonna have to wax himself. Um, we're gonna do chest hairs because I think that's like a and happy trails. I suppose. All right, all the way down to the happy trail. Yeah, You're yeah. Limited on the chest hair game. Yeah. Oh, okay. Well. Con's not a real man, so he doesn't have chest hair. I'm Scottish. Great. Oh, okay, that's we are men <laughs> who wear kilts. Um, anyway, <laughs> uh, yeah, read us the instructions, Colin. Yeah. Okay. Step one: skin is subjective, and waxing might upset it. No dip. Uh, do a spot test on a small. That's not gonna happen. Two: <laughs> make sure you've got the goods. Hair should be at least 1.5 millimeters. I got some long, spindly hairs. Let me tell you. Uh, sorry, you might hear my bird Zaz. He's kind of a side character beeping in the background. Um, so where are we at? Yeah, yeah. So you have to wax hairs that are long enough. Three, keep it simple. Our wax strips are ready to use. All you have to do is pull them apart slowly. Keep the wax even on both sides. Notice which way your hair leans, a.k.a. your growth direction. Place it on your body. Firmly rub it and pull it. Wait, rub it in the direction of your hair growth to really secure it. One hand, pull your skin taut, and with the other hand, quickly pull the strip off in the opposite direction of hair growth. Staying as close to the skin surface as possible, you've got this. I nice. I don't know if I got this. Um, I don't know if I got the, bo- this. the box actually said you got this? <laughs> so you got nice. This. All right, cool. Because <laughs> um, the so. women need that. <laughs> Let's see how this uh, episode goes. <laughs> All right. I'm kind of hyped. I guess I gotta take my shirts off and stuff here. Yeah, yeah. Maybe you should probably do this episode shirtless. Um, I, I'm not gonna look. Right, I mean, time, that's weird. That's that's kind of weird. But um, for for those of you who are listening, Colin is stripping currently, and yeah, he has basically no chest hair. <laughs> hey. He, okay, he has one, one one patch. Two, three. Okay, he has like three chest hair. Right. Wow. What a, what a man! Get a little chilly. That's up. You don't have to stay stay it on now. No, but I'm like, Saz is being a little baby today. Oh, okay, okay. I'm uh, I'm not singing on now, but I'm like opening it up to see like, I'm just checking it out a little bit. Yeah, so how juicy it is. Like covered on nice, both sides. nice. All right, cool. Inspecting All your right. punishment. All right, cool. Hopefully, you get these questions right. <clears throat> All right. So. Put my jacket back on. Here. Diving cool. back into. 
the episode. <laughs> so, um, surfing and sustainability go together like peas and carrots. Uh, so, since conditions uh, have be have to be ideal to catch you know some gnarly waves, yeah. sick ass waves. Right. Uh, surfers are one of the most uh, climate sensitive and conscious athletes. Uh, to date makes sense um and it, they read like the bathymetry of the ocean do you know what bathymetry is colin bartholomew what what <laughs> <laughs> no i don't <laughs> <laughs> bathymetry is the uh ocean geography under the water so like the way it you know dips and goes up in like mountains and caverns and all that stuff okay that, that influences the waves and stuff like that so uh surfers are very aware of bathymetry and figuring out storm patterns and wind directions and uh they spend most of their time in the ocean that's how you do the sport um so they're very connected to nature and naturally they're strong advocates of protecting it yeah um so this episode's gonna dive into Surfing, the origins, how it became mainstream, and Tight. where it is currently, uh, and the people that got got it there. So there are three main like characters in this uh, okay. kind of story. Um, but we're gonna start off with a question, Colin. Are you question. ready? Are you? We ready, haven't even Colin? done anything yet. God damn it! Uh, this is like a preliminary thing. Right. Okay, uh, this this is a relatively easy question. Uh, I, I think um, I, I try to make it. I'm so nervous. Um, decent. Just ask you. the question. Oh, okay, 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 fine. Uh, which of these locations saw people riding waves, like, early? like uh, Which you know, of these locations yeah. saw people riding, like, the yeah, locations? No, had, had people wave sliding or okay. yeah, yeah, trying yeah. to ahead. surf, right? Polynesia, West Africa, Peru, or all, all of them? Or all of them. Polynesia, final answer. That is incorrect. Colin. God damn it. It is all of them. There's records of people wave sliding in West Africa and Peru. All right. And Polynesia, right. but mostly Polynesia. So you're kind of correct. Um, so now here. you have to wax your fucking no, chest. <laughs> Let's go. I have to do Are it you guys myself, as I guess. hype? All right, all right. Because uh, you're going to film it on your phone, right? So yeah. So I got to do it myself. Let's do oh, this. I'm, I'm actually like really so excited. Um, wait, which strip? Wait, wait. <laughs> the sticky side. They're both sticky. Oh, God. All right. They're both sticky. All right, Colin, you got the question wrong, and now you have to wax yourself. Oh, wait. Strip club challenge. Nice. All right. <clears throat> so All right, I'm guys. peeling this off. For those of you listening. I think uh, there's wax on either side of it, and... Uh, what, uh, what do you think the first location? You get to choose, I guess. You're the fucking executioner here. Um, let, let's... <laughs> you need me to sand to evaluate my body here? Uh, I'm going to go with the right nipple. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not being kind. I'm sorry. It looked hairy. <laughs> oh, my God. All right. Oh, gosh. All right, Colin. Okay. Uh, so I'm rubbing it down the nip. Oh gosh, uh, I'm nervous, dude. Do I rip it down or do I rip it up? Um, what if I don't get it the whole first thing? I, I have no idea, but just Beyblade and just let it rip. Three, two, one. Oh <laughs> damn, that looks so painful. <laughs> oh my god, dude, look at this circle of hair. <laughs> oh jeez. Oh my god, that's gross. Oh my uh, god. Uh, there's there's like sh a straight line of bald. <laughs> 
chest. It's red. Oh, oh gosh, it's red. I'm so sorry, Colin, but not really. All right, one down, baby. Nice. Um, I don't know what these women complain about. That wasn't that bad. Uh, What's the big deal? I don't know. I've, I've waxed my face What's before. What's the big deal? And Your that, face. That was, uh, yeah, not a good idea. Um, <laughs> so red, dude. I don't know if they can <laughs> see that. Yeah. Anyway. Either right. way. Either way. Ah, right. Let's get back to the story. So the exact origins of surfing are not surf certain uh, because it wasn't written in like uh, recorded history. Uh, but it was first uh, observed by Europeans back in Tahiti in 1767. Uh, Where's Tahiti exactly? Tahiti is in Polynesia. Um, it's like so Pacific Islands area. I guess Islands it was all the area. above. I was kind yeah. of right. <laughs> yeah, you were you were kind of right, uh, but not absolutely right. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, so I, I thought the all of the above would get you. Like that. That's always a dead given in like no, multiple it's choice. No, I, w- like, I didn't see that tests. coming. I didn't think they were allowed. Like, all the above. All oh, right. Yeah. Great. Whatever. Um, <laughs> Whatever. Keep, keep uh, okay. Going. Anyway, so. Um, the first person to re- record it and like uh, you know write about it is a guy named William Anderson in 1777, um, and he's the first Euro- European to take note is of he it. White? Oh, he's white. Yeah, that's yeah, why his name's William Anderson. Yeah, William that's, Anderson. That's yeah. Um, but research suggests that surfing dates back to ancient Polynesian culture, and that it existed way, 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 way long ago uh, before Europeans even discovered, uh, you know. Polynesian guys surfing. Right on. Um, so basically, surfing started off as kind of like a spiritual practice. Uh, the chiefs of the tribe would um, practice surfing, and it wouldn't only be the chiefs, but the best surfers were the chiefs. Um, right. It would act almost because <laughs> everybody was like gathering their food and stuff, and they're just out yeah. surfing. <laughs> like, fuck y'all! Thanks for the food. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, basically, <laughs> and, and, the privilege and, of the upper class. <laughs> And, and just just to show off on top of that, they they would have the biggest surfboard. Um, so mm. like, yeah, I, I don't know if it was game. overcompensating <laughs> or know anything, that but <laughs> <laughs> I'm the chief. I get the biggest board. <laughs> was it lifted with really big tires on their surfboard? <laughs> <laughs> not like that. <laughs> it's not like Florida. Uh, but mm. either way, the 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 chief would have the biggest surfboard, and um, from there it would actually influence their sexual life. Um, which is interesting. What do you, wait, what do you mean? Influence um, like the amount of hose they would get? Well, well, not like amount of hose, but like uh, in terms of you know, um, women, it would see it would be seen um, more attractive. It would be like, oh, this oh, guy not can, hose, but yeah, the women. Yes, okay. yes. Uh, and it'd be like, oh, hi. You know, you're really good surfing. Uh, Your that's pretty, board pretty is high. So big and hard. Oh yeah, that too. <laughs> That's a good uh, good take on that. Um, so yeah. Anyway, so um, the chiefs w- would kind of be you know surfing and showing off, and that would be very attractive. But also regular people would be surfing, at, and okay. what made th- the sport really um, kind of accessible to everyone was that you know anyone could uh, ride a wave with different size boards, but even the common folk would ride waves and uh, the like upper class like chiefs and whatever right, right. um and <clears throat> men and women were competing in the sport okay um so it was kind of like seen as like a mutual kind of uh mating display almost i would describe it as that um kind of like hey i surf you surf you're kind of good at this i'm kind of good at this okay uh let's make some babies who can surf um let's mush boards <laughs> <laughs> yeah uh and, and the best like documented um 
like traditions of surfing were in Hawaii, uh, obviously. Yeah, like that's the, what made me think Polynesia. I was like, I know Hawaii is like Polynesian and stuff, so it's like it's got to be Polynesian. Yeah, anyway. yeah, yeah. That's a fair assumption. Um, so these rules for surfing and kind of like um, their traditions were known as kapu. Um, that's like the word they used for it, and um, they prayed for like waves and good surfing conditions <laughs> and they don't give a fuck about agriculture <laughs> like bro if this swell isn't the best like, i'm gonna be pissed <laughs> yeah i'm so mad like fuck my crops i just need good waves right <laughs> so they pray to uh they use a priest right and the priest was known as kahuna so i'm i'm sure you hear these uh, words yeah 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 um in like a normal american culture sure. you hear, oh the big kahuna right, right? it's right. like yeah, but Top kahuna dog. means like priest like head priest basically who was like the top dog i guess is like how it kind of uh yeah basically in a way way. (laughs) so uh there's a quote um and it's basically like a kind of like a prayer um for good waves uh i can read read the kind of hawaiian version but i'm probably gonna mess up the pronunciation so forgive me uh it's like kumai kumai kunalu nui mai kahiki mai alopoi pui Uh, okay i'm messing it up too much (laughs) i can't do this but uh the english translation of it is arise arise you great surfs of kahiki uh the powerful curling waves arise with the pohuhu uh well up long raging surf the Um, the the poo? Uh, I don't Poo-hoo? know what that word means, okay. um, but uh, basically, they pray to the waves. Their culture was sur- surrounding um, surfing and waves and yeah. um, being very connected to nature. So the sport started off that way. Um, and I had an interesting thought, Colin, uh, and I wanted to ask you it. Um, how many attempts do you think it would have taken okay, to wait, figure is out? This, are you sneaking in a question, or is this? No, like... no, this is not a question. Okay, this <laughs> is this like, is more like your take. Don't you can <laughs> let your guard <laughs> down. You don't have to worry about the waxing strips. Okay. All right. Um, but basically, how many attempts do you think it would have taken to figure out uh, di- different surfboard shapes and techniques to ride a wave? Surfboard like, how many times shapes. do you have to fuck up on riding a wave or like jumping on a plank to like? Figure out, hey, maybe I should carve yeah, it this way. I maybe like I should. It must have been like hundreds, must, right? Like uh, more than a hundred. Hundreds, like hundreds, like hundreds of t- like things, like yeah. variations of, you know, this board is thicker, wider, longer, thinner. Yeah. Whatever, girthier. Whichever <laughs> words exactly. you want to use. Also, also surfing materials. Think about how many trial and error. Right. Yeah. Different types of wood. They're probably trying. Yeah, and, and, the, and the, the interesting thing is, like, I always think back to, like, the ancient days and, like, um, even, even, like, boomerangs or whatever. Like, how many attempts, how many failed attempts and trials and things like that would have taken to get to that certain stage? Right. Now you're, like, proficient at it. Right. And then you have to, like, <clears throat> create a culture around that. Like, it must have taken almost centuries. Like, that, that that's, yeah. that's a... Yeah. Or at least a few generations, I would say, not centuries. Because it, it, like like any sport, it, it evolves. You know what I mean? Yes. You're gonna have something, and it like kind of works, and mm-hmm. then somebody is a little snooty, and they're like, "This isn't good enough for me," and they're like, "Let me find a better way." And yeah. So on and so forth. But it's an interesting, uh, you know, thought to think about. You know, um, humans have come a long way. We've been yeah. around for a long time, uh, and that was a cool. I call it a stoner thought, but yeah, okay. it yeah, just yeah. it just seems like a stoner question to ask you right know on. like hey, yeah hey man <laughs> but anyway um fast forwarding in time um, dude my nipple is so smooth 
Continue, sorry. Oh, yeah, that's great. Touching that's, uh, you threw me off there. Right, nice. <laughs> so uh, a descendant of some of the Hawaiians, uh, who was very famous, uh, his name is Eddie Aiku, um, and he was born in uh, Kahului, Maui. And basically, um, it, he is a descendant of um, a pr- high priest, and uh, the one of the high priests of King Kamehameha. <laughs> no. I, I, I'm, I'm very serious. No, 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 no. <laughs> Wait, so, <laughs> so like, like full-blown, okay, so what came first, the Dragon Ball Z or the king? The king. Well, yeah, but, like, so, they're, like, what? <laughs> yeah, so, so, basically, one of the most famous kings in uh, Hawaiian history is King Kamehameha, um, and Kame his... Kamehameha. Basically, uh, yes. Um, I don't think you should be making fun of that, but okay, I'm cool. Not. That's a show, dude. I'm a big Dragon Ball Z fan. All right, yeah, it's the same word. Yes, it um, is the same word. I don't know if they're related or anything For like sure that, or related. based off each other. I'm, I'm, I'm not knowledgeable Just on that. Touch your foot um, under the desk. It's a little. Oh yeah, in cement. Oh, Continue. Nice. Um, so there was actually a successor to King Kamehameha. His okay. name is Kamehameha the Second. Um, but anyway, uh, his priest uh this this is his descendant so eddie aiku uh he's a very famous um surfer because he was one of the first surfers in waima bay which is on the north shore of uh hawaii so basically this uh this break was just terrifying no one would go there no one would surf there uh he'd kind of be like uh, he'd be the ballsiest guy and just go out and do it and everyone saw him do it and everyone's like whoa look at this guy he's Mm -hmm. like surfing in Waima Bay, like, catching these like, massive waves, gnarly. like... Yeah. Um, Shredding the gnar, bro. Yeah, exactly. And so everyone was, like, mind-blown at this guy's ability. Um, so, so more people followed. And from there, um, it kind of transformed, like, big wave surfing and reef surfing, and the, the possibilities started opening from there. But um, what's really significant about um, Eddie was the culture that he brought, um, so after his whole surfing days, he became a lifeguard on that same beach or bay, okay. Waima Bay. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, <clears throat> Did they wear red speedos then too? I, I, I'm not sure. Um, but I believe he might've started the trend. <laughs> um, and basically as a life, he was the first lifeguard actually at that, um, place for fitting, fitting Before because like. Fuck their lives. <laughs> yeah. Now they're like, we should maybe have somebody like who, protect who knows them. what they're fucking doing. <laughs> right. And uh, believe, believe it or not, no one died under his watch. That's that's what le- that's you know the legendary but part did he, about. Did he um, save anyone though? Uh, yes. <laughs> what if just nobody went swimming while he was yes. there? <laughs> but uh, before I get into that, um, what what would um, be a common saying is Eddie would go. So it means um, kind of like a hero will go save the day okay, kind yeah, of situation, yeah. right? Um, so unfortunately I'll, I'll talk about his death. Um, but basically he was on, on a boat and, um, there was some like uh, engine failure or something like that. And ac- this accident happened and they needed someone to swim to shore. Eddie volunteered. He's like, I'll go. Right. And he, um, went to kind of just swim back to shore. And on that trip, um, they just never recovered his body and Damn. they found the boat. The other survivors made it. Eddie didn't. 
um, and no one knows what happened. He kind of just disappeared. But the legend grew from there. Um, Whenever, you know, people see, like, a similar kind of situation, it's like Eddie would go, like, you know, the hero will go and save the day. Do the right thing, yeah, step Um, up to the plate. Yeah, it's kind of like Dragon Ball Z. I'll make another reference. Uh, You know, like, Goku is like, oh, if I don't, who will? Who else will? You know, yeah, yeah. like you know, I got I got to save the yeah. world. Um, so that leaves me into um, the next question. All right, all right. So, how many people did Eddie save as a lifeguard? This is a multiple choice question. So we bring it. The, the, the odds are are kind of in your favor, not really. Um, <laughs> over one hundred people. That's your option number one. Okay. Over 200 people. Wait, over 100 is also over 200, though. Oh, we'll, we're up to 200. <laughs> okay, we're raising those limits, right? Okay. Okay. Over 200 people, over 500 people, or over 1,000 people. Oh, God. So what, what was it again? We got 100, 100 200, 500, 500 1,000. 1, hmm. How, how long did he say he was a lifeguard for? Um, almost his entire, like, adult life. Um, well, how old was he when he died? Um, I don't know how old he was when he was dying. Uh, probably like in his 50s, I'm going to assume. Or 40s. I got to go over 500? That is correct. Yes! <laughs> <laughs> he said 50s. I was like, he's got 5-0 in his head, that bitch. <laughs> I got you. <laughs> <laughs> Since you said 50s, I, I went 500. That, that was, was literally a safe my logic. bet, and that was so good. Um, <laughs> you, you were saved. Your left nipple nice. was saved. Um, <laughs> for now. <laughs> for now. Uh, that, is, that is really impressive. You hear that, buddy? You hear that? You're good. <laughs> Sorry. Just talking. Just, just, just talking talk- old lefty. Yeah, no, that, that's interesting. Um, that, that's a good guess. Was it not? Was it just purely based on my, my reaction? or? Um, well, not off your reaction, but so at first, I'm thinking, okay, a thousand people, like how many people would have to almost drown per year for Like I was going to try an annual breakdown, right? So I wanted to figure out like how long was he lifeguard for? Mm-hmm. And then when he said, I don't know, like 50, that just made me think he like has five O in, his in his head. Head. Yeah, yeah, okay. So it's got to be 500. Nice. <clears throat> okay. Um, okay. That, and a, then if it wasn't, that logic is totally bunkus, but that, that that's that's totally fair. Um, not bad at all. Like um, that that's a very fair assumption. Cool. Yeah. Okay. Right cool. On. So cool. yeah, basically, um, Eddie saved over five hundred people as in, in his time. That, that's fucking amazing. Like yeah, um, that's, that's crazy. And no one died under his watch. That's that's his reputation. Yeah, that's um, a pretty good record. Which, I mean, my kill to death ratio in Call of Duty is far worse. So <laughs> oh my god, <laughs> it's like the same thing, right? Yeah. So he was also a famous surfer. Um, I think he won uh, several awards. One's like the 1977 uh, Duke, oh gosh, Kahana Moku Invitational Surfing Championship, um, which is a pretty big uh, competition. So he's a well-known surfer and um, yeah, he's a great guy. Um, So now we're going to dive into how surfing became mainstream, right? And basically it came about through the 1940s uh, with this guy named Alexander Hume Ford. Um, he, so, he made the cars, right? No, this is not oh, the guy Ford, who made cars, which is interesting. Um, so Alexander Hume Ford is a South Carolinian man, uh, and he went to Hawaii, and he 
learned how to surf. Um, so the intro, uh, we'll, we'll jump into the next question actually. Okay. Um, it's quick. Oh yeah, that was quick. It's a yeah. Quick. <laughs> All right. <laughs> well, little, I got the other hasty. one right. So um, it's fine. Yeah. It's fine. All right. We're here good. we go. Um, so, uh, Alexander Hume Ford was a South Carolinian man who moved to Hawaii and learned how to surf. What were Ford's intentions on going to Hawaii? Bitches. Right. Okay. Option number A. There's only gonna be three options, Colin. Yeah, uh, all so. mine I wrote with three. I'm gonna add four to all of them. <laughs> just, so, just, just so you me. know. Great. Um, so, um, option number A is he wanted to he wanted land and political power, and so Hawaii still hadn't become a state, so it was easy pickings. What year was this again? Uh, 1940s. Okay. Right. Option number B or option B is he went to Hawaii. Uh, it, it, he wanted Hawaii to become a state, but there weren't enough white people there, so he decided he can convince more white people to come over. <laughs> Interesting. <right>? Yeah. That's <laughs> racist! <laughs> and then, That's racist! <laughs> That's racist! Uh, then, option number C is he heard about wave wait, wait, sliding. Wait, number C? Or letter C. I'm calling these numbers. I don't know why. Uh, but option C is... He heard about wave sliding from a legend called Duke Kahanamoku that inspired him to write and film The Amazing Sport. C. C? Wait, should I, should I logic? Let me reason through Okay, my, okay, Re- reason, reason, reason three. Re- re- reason three I just had a, like a gut, okay, like a okay. gut instinct. Okay, okay, so the first one, again, was Hawaii was not a state yet, right? So yes. something, something with that. Yes. And I thought, if you said it's 1940s, I was like, well, Pearl Harbor happened, right? And wasn't mm-hmm. Hawaii a state when that happened? I think maybe. I don't know. Let's say it was. And uh, <laughs> and so I'm like, sorry, you might hear Zaz running his yap in the background. Beat it, Zaz. Um, <laughs> sorry. He's a cute bird. <clears throat> He's a cute birdie. Um so, yeah, I'm thinking, I feel like that's wrong because I feel like Hawaii was a state by then. I don't know for sure, but Pearl Harbor is a thing. Okay. Um, we also occupy a lot of places that aren't states, so mm. I'm kind of doubting my logic. So, <laughs> what was the next one? Uh, uh, he wanted Hawaii uh, to become a state, and there weren't enough white people there. So Right, he that was sounds tr- like a really white to, thing to do. You know, convince more white people to come there. Through like surfing or making it yeah. cool or something. That sounds like a really white person thing to do. Shit. This is getting harder. The more I thought about it. Oh man. I gotta stick with my oh, gut. Man. I'm sticking when with my you, gut. When you think it sticking hurts. with my Ugh, gut. No. What was the last one again? The last one is it he heard about wave sliding from a legend called Duke Kahanamoku that inspired him to write and film about the amazing sport. Yeah, I still I still it's just a gut thing. I still am thinking C. Alright, final answer. Yeah. Colin, that is incorrect. <laughs> you should have trusted your white people instincts. Oh, <laughs> oh, I should have. Um, so the, Us yeah. white people are great at doing that. <laughs> so the ironic thing is... Um, Yo, hit the, that's racist. <laughs> yeah, that, that's racist! That's totally racist. Um, all right. So it, it, it's not totally, um, you know, all that. Uh, I'll let you prepare your yeah. um, body for... Waxing Wait, what's the location? <coughs> um, let's go even it out on the other side. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So I feel like my, I feel like my right side had more hairs than my left side. Yeah. I don't. Do you think this one is dried out or is it still good? I, I think it's it's still good. We'll find out. Yeah. Let's let's, let's not torture you too much. Um. <laughs> I mean, oh I'd rather have it like rip the hairs out than like partially rip it out. I feel like that. I mean, hurt it grows more. back. You know. 
Well, yeah, no, I know it'll grow back. I just mean like a partial tear. I feel like would be more painful than just yanking it out. You know. All right, you ready? I mean, it is yanking it out. We're locked and loaded. Uh, okay, let's go. Yeah, give me a count. Three, three. Two. Oh, oh. <laughs> uh, not on three. No, uh, it was like three, two, one. You that just... one felt like it took the nipple off. <laughs> <laughs> that one hurt worse. Why did that hurt worse? I don't know. All right, two strips. That down. just looks painful. Oh my gosh. Oh. Oh. Dude, the last one, I'll, I'll grant you a double or nothing, just because I think it'll be exciting. <laughs> double or nothing? I just want to. I just want to video me double ripping wax strips off. You sound like you're enjoying it yourself, actually. <laughs> I'm realizing I'm a little more sadistic than I thought. I guess. Masochistic. Wow. What is it? What is the word? Sadistic. I, I have no idea. That's that's uh, kind of strange. Well, um, now I got two <laughs> red nipples. Yeah. Like fucking, I don't know. Rudolph the red nips. Something white guy, <laughs> Rudolph the Red Nipped White Boy. Right. Uh, that that's very interesting. Um, so anyway, the the um, show the camera the evidence. Oh yeah, please circles. show the camera. Oh gosh, that's right. gross. Um, where was I? Oh okay. Anyway, <laughs> um, the, the the ironic thing about um, Alexander Hume Ford was that uh, once he learned surfing, uh, and he was trying to spread it throughout you know the Americas and attract white people to. Um, you know, Hawaii. Yeah. Um, he popularized the sport on the East coast. And, right. um, basically what happened was, uh, uh, he was trying to attract so many white people, but it backfired. Uh, <laughs> like what does that mean? Hawaii is the most diverse state ethnically, uh, in, really? in the United States, <clears throat> which is very sure interesting. It's not Colorado. I'm, I'm actually a hundred percent sure it's not Colorado. Cause I, since my, uh, what, what, landing here, here. <laughs> yeah, I have not seen a single Indian person. In Colorado, so, and we kind of went around uh, town. We went to a few stores and stuff. Did go to a store. Uh, yeah, but I, I can definitely believe Hawaii is very diverse. Um, so that's the ironic thing about him trying to, you know, go in th- there with that kind of intention. Yeah. Uh, but basically what um, Alexander Hume Ford did was uh, promote a whole bunch of movies being filmed. Uh, so he did, books he being did written. some movies. Yeah, it is half true. God, um, <laughs> I don't know how I feel about that. I feel a little betrayed. Um, and you tried, you know, uh, bringing investors and all these other people just there um, to, to kind of uh, just gentrify the area, basically. Just, um, yeah, like Americanize it, right? Yes. <clears throat> yeah. Um, and, and I wouldn't expect anything more from a South Carolinian, um, you know, uh, in that kind of era. Um, so that's basically, uh, his kind of big contribution. Um, he met a guy named, uh, Jack London, who I believe is like a famous author. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and talked to him and he taught him how to surf ironically, which is pretty cool. Um, so he was a really good promoter, uh, uh, of the sport. The next big promoter, uh, um, his name, I've said it before, like, two or three times already, is Duke Kahanamoku. So, um, Duke, uh, his full name, okay, you know, you're ready for this. Sure. Hopefully I don't mess this up. Uh, this, this is a long... You gotta lick your lips oh, before Yeah, like yeah, that. it's, it's like, whew, it's, it's, it's a lips. word. Um, okay, cool. It's Duke Pau Kahinu Moku Hulikohola Kahanamoku. Is his full name? There was a question mark after like every syllable <laughs> except the end. Well, I, <laughs> you I, ended I, really I honestly, confidently. I, I'm sorry, <laughs> I, I don't know how to s- say these words. Um, 
uh, I wasn't ever trained in it or I'm just reading them from paper. Uh, so like, that's why it's, it's, it's a bit difficult. Uh, but basically he was born in, uh, August 24th of 1890 and he died in January 22nd, 1968. Uh, and he was a native Hawaiian, comp- uh, competition swimmer and he popularized swimming or not swimming, surfing. <laughs> that's what I meant. <laughs> And um, he was born towards the end of the Kingdom of Hawaii, which is uh, what preceded in um, America, you know, basically <laughs> taking it over and okay, yeah. making it a state. Um, but he watched it become a state, basically, which is, is kind of interesting. Yeah. Uh, and he was a five-time Olympic uh, medalist when it came to swimming. So he's he basically Aquaman, <clears throat> uh, legit. which is kind of pretty cool. Like blonde Aquaman or like Jason Momoa Aquaman? Like Jason Momoa Aquaman. True. Uh, this guy's a native Hawaiian. Yeah, uh, yeah. yeah. Okay. So um, he's he's very famous and he's credited actually with uh, bringing surfing to Southern California, which is also True. a very big uh, surfing hub. Um, he also went to the East Coast and West Coast and kind of popularized it all around the world. Um, he went <laughs> he went to uh, what's it called uh, Australia as well. Yeah. And brought it there to the Gold Coast. Um, I, I went there. I can also confirm the waves are fucking amazing there. But how much gold was there? None that I saw. Um, I think it was called the Gold Coast. Liars. Uh, I don't know for what reasons, but it was very nice at sunset. Um, so either way, um, Duke Kahanamoku kind of surfed and made it popular throughout Southern California and everything else. And in Southern California... Um, in like Malibu and you know LA and that kind of area, mm-hmm. um, they started adapting surfing. So they looked at you know um, the traditional way it was done with wood boards, uh, and they decided to you know optimize and make it better. Right, uh, and that kind of brought about uh, <coughs> modern surfing as we know it today. Um, so modern surfing and what we know, you know that uh, is today uh comes with a dark side because it adapted from a traditional uh style and basically the way it progressed um went first into a non-environmentally friendly stage and it's still kind of half in that stage and not half not okay but now it's progressing towards a more environmentally friendly uh outlook um so this leads us into like so how was it like non-environmentally friendly before like what specifically i guess made it kind of like um we'll, we'll dive into that actually <laughs> okay uh with the question <laughs> okay uh, so what is this is this question four yeah because i got one right so this yep, is number this four is, this is question number four all right all right so um this is our fourth question it's gonna be a true or false question um oh, i feel like that's soft that's 50 50 it is 50 50 right. but there's three of them Oh, what? <laughs> okay. And All right, well, you're, I'm trying, only doing... you're trying to get the best two of three. All right. That's fair. Okay. Okay. All right. Um, so. I think, I think it's fair. Yeah. I don't know stats. All right. Go ahead. Yeah. Uh, odds are kind of stacked against you. Um, cool. Wait. 50. Cool. Yeah. They're, they're still stacked yeah. against you. Um, yeah. Either way. Um, <laughs> first statement. Uh, 60% of wetsuits are produced in the same factory. 60 60%. Yes. Okay. Uh, you don't have to answer it yet. Um, statement number two. 95% of all surf wax blocks s- sold worldwide 
contain petrochemical additives, solidifying chemicals, and high-strength bleach. Statement number three. Surf companies focus their operation in three major territories, America, Europe, and Oceania. And that's where they get 90% of their annual income. Okay. So let's go down the line. The first one was, again, about 60% of wetsuits are made from one factory. One factory. factory. Um, is it like surfing specific wetsuits or all wetsuits or like uh surfing specific wetsuits oh hmm. yeah i was thinking all wetsuits is like i know i just got into diving and i know dive wetsuits are different because you don't need as much mobility as in surfing yes correct um 60 percent. that's such a high percentage i know like patagonia makes some they're big right they're massive uh, I'm just going to go, I feel like that's too high. I'm going to go false. It's true. God damn it. All right, so that's one down. So I'm in the hole. Sorry. All right, I got to get the next two. Yep. Which are, the next one is wax. Uh, Yeah, 95% of all surf wax blocks sold worldwide <laughs> contain petrochemical additives, okay. solidifying chemicals, high-strength bleach. I'm going to go true on that one. For sure true. That is true. Okay, yeah, because right. I felt like, like, I've seen recent stuff with snowboard wax of saying, mm. like, we got all natural snowboard wax and that being, like, a relatively new thing. So I assume, like, surfboard wax is probably, like, in a similar similar thing. Territory, yeah. Yeah. Cool. Okay, so I cool. even it out. Yes. One for one. Yep, now here all comes the, the third one. This is where, yeah. <laughs> all uh, the chest hairs. Yep. So surf companies focus their operation in three major territories, America, Europe, this is so and big. Oceania. Focus their operations. Yes. What does that mean? Uh, selling goods, board shorts. And it's America rash or guards, the Americas? Wetsuits. Um, America, like, we're going to say North America. So, so say it again. It was three places, America, Oceania. And Europe. And Europe. Hmm. I mean, I know there's like, I thought there's like a shitload of surfing through South America. Like, you mm-hmm. got, like, in Central America, you got, like, Nicaragua. Mm-hmm. You got, like, Peru has surfing. This is correct. Um, what is what is Oceania? Is, like, the Pacific Island countries? Is that... Yes. So that's, like, include anything... Like, the Philippines and, like, that kind of stuff? Uh, yes, yes. It includes, like, uh, Australia a bit, um, the Pacific Islands, Hawaii. I'm going false. I think you're trying to trick me. I'm going false. It's not false. It's, it's not false. It's Damn true. it. Most of the money I is in it these is, regions. It is, but I thought you were trying to be tricky. <laughs> no. <laughs> I was trying to be you as legit as possible. I should have gone with the gut. I'm, I'm sorry. Um, but yeah, um, majority of companies sell it to people who can afford the gear. That makes sense. Um, that's, that's fair. And the other, yeah. the sad thing is, um, yeah, 60% of wetsuits are produced in the same factory, which that's is also kind of terrible. Um, wetsuits can... Where's that factory? Compri- uh, somewhere in like Asia, I think like Philippines so, or yeah. like wherever. Okay. Um, but uh, 60% of all wetsuits, um, or not 60, uh, yeah, most of these wetsuits are comprised of neoprene. Right. Right. And neoprene is not good for the ocean. Well, it a lot produces, of it's still like petroleum based. Yeah, like it's petroleum based. And also some of these wetsuits have like oh, uh, microplastics that come off. Which is just overall sticking my strips together. Sorry. Uh, yeah, which is overall just not a good thing. Right. Uh, yeah. So I'll I'll let you choose where you want to lose your 
hair. Can, you can choose this one. I feel like I need to even it out and try to get a nice middle strip going. I don't know. Let's see. Let, let's see. Let's see how this um, goes. I'm actually kind of worried for you, dude. I'm feeling. I'm feeling good about. It. I mean, this happy trail. I could do some work there. You know. I was thinking though, if I got a double, just yeah, and then I'm like almost nice and like I'm almost cleaned up at that point. Like I feel like I should almost just finish the job. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> I I don't know what you mean. All right, I'm going right. right you're going down right down the center, Colin. You're insane. Mass. You're you're absolutely mad. Oh my god. That's that's where literally most of your hair is. Yeah. Are you nuts? I gotta do it right. You know what I mean? I'm not. I ain't no bitch. I gotta Dude, do it. Dude, I'm I'm a total pansy when it comes to like do challenges. It, do it. Are you kidding? I'm gonna like punch myself in the chin when I try to rip this though. I gotta like lean. Wait, why are you going upwards? You're supposed to rip against the grain. That's what they said. I read the. How do you know? How do you know the grain goes? Because look at. The oh, oh, it's going downwards. Yeah. It goes okay, downwards. fine, fine, fine. Oh gosh. <clears throat> oh gosh. Right, is it on there? Get that bitch on there. All right. Why are you so brave? Ugh. You ready? Yeah. Dude, both of my nibs are like sparkling. Okay. <laughs> Gross. All right. All right. Three, two, one. Oh, that one was gosh. way worse. Oh, my God. Good. Good. <gasps> oh, that was so much worse. Why was that so much worse? It was way more hairs. That's why it was worse. That looked really painful. That one hurt. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my God. That's a lot of hair. God, dude. Oh, that's gross. Dude, those nipples were by far the easiest. It was not even close. That was like a different thing. <laughs> Fuck. Oh. You, need, you didn't film that one. That was a good one. Oh, I didn't. Let's take a picture. Oh, my, oh God. Prize. Oh, gosh. Uh, hey, this is what I got to do. Mm. Oh, no. Wait, hold on. There we go. I took a photo. <laughs> oh no! But staying in the podcast. <sighs> yeah, that Jesus. that did not look fun at all. Dude, I'm sweating. My like jacket that I've been wearing the pits are just like soaked with sweat right now. Yeah. Which I'm not doing a pit, FYI. Oh, oh don't. Off Jeez. limits. Yeah, that that definitely is. <laughs> Off limits for me. Yeah, uh, I wouldn't imagine that. Oh gosh. <laughs> that happy trail is gonna be real. <laughs> Yeah. All right. All right. We're back in it. We're good to go. We're Oof. back in it. I'm yeah. here. I'm awake. That's <laughs> kind of terrifying <laughs> to watch. Yeah. Fuck. All right. So basically, <laughs> early surfboards were the main part of surfing is a surfboard. Yeah. Um, and early surfboards were made out of uh, natural materials, wood. You know, natural. Makes wood that sense. you found from trees, sap, and whatever. Um, and broken boards could easily, you know, be recycled or reused or repurposed, or they just biodegrade in the ocean. Right. Um, <clears throat> which, you know, kind of... Well, re- it's natural. Yeah, it, it's it, natural. Was, it was sustainable, right? Yeah. Uh, but as surfing progressed, um, modern surfboards became uh, less environmentally friendly. They started ma- making them out of plastic um and petroleum based chemicals uh and that kind of went against the values of surfing um and kind of started um altering surfing culture and it became unsustainable but luckily surfers and big advocates for the environment and um you know basic professional surfers uh 
started advocating for more sustainable surfboards, things made out of wood, things made out of uh, things that can biodegrade, uh, and they started making more uh, surfboards um, with uh, resin and some other materials that basically don't fuck up the environment when they break and float off in the ocean, uh, which is really good. Uh, One of the biggest uh, advocates for sustainability in modern surfing, his name is John John Florence. We've definitely talked about him on the podcast. Yeah, yeah. Um, John, John John Florence uh, is a very, you know... Hey, John John! <laughs> yeah, very big advocate for um, sustainability and protecting our oceans. Uh, it's probably one of my favorite surfers as well. Um, and one of my favorite things he's done is he surfed in uh, that beach in Rio where it was just filled with pollution plastic. Oh, and, like, um, record it and stuff. To yeah, like, and record yeah. it to, like, um, bring awareness to the fact that, you know, we're fucking up our oceans. Like, stop polluting it. Like, right. that's a terrible thing to do. Um, and, uh, furthermore, he also had, um, I think we talked about it, uh, before, but, uh, he is, um, he went to this restaurant and he found out that they're using styrofoam, uh, to go boxes in Hawaii. And it was a very popular restaurant at a surf, uh, spot and he convinced them to use, um, what's it called? Uh, like biodegradable biodegradable, to go boxes. Yeah. And that became such a hit. And he basically challenged other people. He's like, hey, if you can get restaurants to do this, like um, other restaurants, I'll send you my like personal signed surfboards, signed whatever gear. Uh, and he kind of re- rewarded people for oh, doing nice. that. So he's using that. his star power for good. Yeah. Um, but other than that, he, he's won like a shitload of like titles and stuff like that. He's um, actually a good surfer too. Yeah, he's, he's legit a <laughs> yeah. good surfer. Great guy. Um and he's kind of taking um, that like pioneer approach on uh, uh, making sus- uh, surfing sustainable again. Yeah. So awesome. that's a good like full circle cycle from the traditional um, Hawaiian culture of you know sur- sur- surfing with wooden um, boards Board. and being one with nature. Right on. And uh, bringing that whole spiritual value. Shaka bra. Yeah. Um, so that's that's also. Um, yeah, that's the story of surfing. Awesome, and personally, dude. I also surf. Um, I moved to California like a year and a half or more ago. And um, I started surfing. And I can definitely say uh, it's a very spiritual experience. Uh, it sounds kind of hippie-ish and kind of kooky for me to say. But um, it, it's something about like feeling the might of nature the, the power yeah. of the ocean um i know you were talking to me earlier about um the mountains right like the elements and just feeling the rawness of yeah. it like and you're just like holy sh- shit i am i will get rocked by nature if you know you have yeah. you're powerless essentially like humans we're used to our worlds where we've created our technology and we've in a lot of ways dominated nature right and yeah. like asserted our own authority over it but when you do certain things like surfing, you're at the the whim of nature. Like the script is flipped again and we're back to that state of like, oh man, I can get rocked here. Like I feel how powerful the wind is, how cold it is, how blisteringly like, yeah. Yeah, exactly. And and I believe you were talking about uh, just climbing a mountain and like experiencing like the cold. And something I, I complain about a lot is the cold uh, in Colorado. But um, just like experiencing nature at its like fullest potential is kind of um, 
it's in, it, I would say spiritual for me. Um, yeah. But you just realize there's something more powerful than humans and yourself. And there's, there's nothing you can do to fight the ocean. Because um, literally 100% of the time, if you try to fight the ocean, 100% of the time it will beat your ass. And yeah. just put, put you in your place. Um, yeah. And um, I definitely enjoy it. It's a good hobby. Uh, if you haven't tried it out, I suggest you know giving it a shot. Go to your nearest yeah. beach. I've tried um, it a few times myself. I, I'd love to like actually spend like a long enough time, like a month or something, out at a place to like really get the hang of it. Yeah, it does take a while to learn how to stand up. Um, I I can just say uh, from my experience, uh, I'm a really shitty surfer. Uh, but I have a lot of fun, and I think that's what matters the most. Uh, I'm not trying to enter competitions or yeah. become the next, you know, pro surfer or anything like that. I kind of do it as like a recreational thing. Um, I can stand up, but um, that's kind of like as far as I go. Um, learn learning as I go. Um, right. You know, and it, it's a very cool experience, uh, and I hi- highly recommend it f- for everyone. Uh, so now, concluding our uh, episode, we have one last question. Um, so this is kind of like a recap question. It's a free response. Okay. Um, and I hope you paid attention, Colin. I I really do. I was, uh, I'm not gonna lie. You, you actually was... brought you brought attention to this uh, question. So oh, I was you just like, gave it away. Um, you just gave it away. I I did. You just gave it away. Oh, okay, good, good, good. Kamehameha. Uh, no, <laughs> no? <laughs> it's not a Kamehameha. Right. Um, <laughs> unfortunately, uh, but kind of close, kind of close. So here's the question. What was the name of the first European to take note of surfing? It's a very white name. Very white guy. Do I have to get both Williams or William? That's half correct, actually. I got. I knew that part because that was the most yeah, white part. Yeah, if you give me the first letter of a. his... Oh, cool. You got it right. <laughs> Wait, no. That's too easy. Don't let me off the hook. Uh, I don't know. That, that, was, that was hard. Don't let me off the hook. I got... All right. I got, give, uh, give me his last name, then. You sound like you just really want to get waxed. Bro. Um, no, I just go. I go hard for this show. And put my body hairs I'm on the line. At the camera aggressively. Yeah, he's pointing at the camera, like on the to be line, metal baby. and stuff. All right, all right, nice. Okay, so let's no, let's get this no getting thing. off easy. Yeah. Um, I you, know it's an. Do you a. want me to give a, a, a an obscure uh, hint? Uh, no, no hint. You don't want an obscure hint. Like I don't. How obscure? I, yeah, it's, right, a, fine. it's a movie reference. It's a movie reference? Yes. That's the hint? Is that yes. it's a movie reference? No, no. I'm not um, good at movie reference. No, no, no. Uh, the reference is, uh, what does Agent Smith call Neo? That's the last name you're looking for. Uh, what does Agent Smith call Neo? Yeah, what from The Matrix. <laughs> the Matrix. Yeah. So, okay, All for right, those of you who right, don't okay. know um, and who are joining us... Um, Basically, Colin is atrocious, <laughs> like viciously atrocious at remembering things from movies, yeah. names, scenes, literally whatever. He's just so shit at it. Like, so I'll make a reference a. to a movie we just watched maybe a day or two ago, and he won't know. Um, so let's see if he can get this. It starts with an A. It's yes. what he called Neo. Mm-hmm. William. William. It's, it's not Annihilator. <laughs> William Annihilator. <laughs> not anal. Best surfer ever. It's not. Did you say anal? No, it's not apathy. <laughs> uh, apathy. Is it? Is it a classic name? I want to say Andrews. That's not right. 
All right. I'm not going to get it. Yeah. I'm not going to get it. It's Anderson. Anderson. Mr. Anderson. Oh, shit. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oof. So the guy's name was William Anderson. I really just want to take care of this happy trail down here, if I'm being honest. So I was Yeah, like, I, I could kind of sense, dude. You're like, I got really, you know. Really trying right. to do it. Also, I think those wipes were for you after <laughs> you waxed. Uh, you were supposed to, uh, now. you know, wipe yourself. Just, oh, gosh. Okay. That, this, this, why are you doing this? Oh, man. <laughs> This looks so painful. For the show. Maybe, maybe, maybe just do the other no. little section of your chest. Don't tell me what to do. All right. All right. I suggested a, an easier way to... <laughs> I got to get, like, right over the belly button. Oh, boy. All right. Last one. God do bless. it for the gram. All right. This one you got to film for okay, the Okay. Wait, wait. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. <laughs> this one's going to be fucking bad, dude. Mm. All right. We're recording. Oh, jeez. <sighs> Look at these, these black diamond... These double black moguls on my All abs. Right. So, Colin made a mistake and uh, answered a question wrong on the Protector Wild podcast. And now, this is the last he one. has to suffer a punishment. I mean, he basically has to wax his happy trail, which is going to be freaking painful. I hope I can rip it all at once. Are you all ready? Right. All right. Three, two, one. <laughs> oh, you just chickened out. Oh my god. Alright, what give me another whim. one. Give me another countdown. Okay. Another countdown. Alright. Three, two, one. Ah, oh no, it. he didn't get oh, oh gosh. So oh. Much. It didn't come off all the way, so it's halfway peeled. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. Uh keep pulling, keep pulling. Just I don't wanna. <laughs> Alright. There's no other option. How is he gonna get it off of you? Three. <laughs> I still, it still didn't come off. Ripped. He just ripped the paper. Oh, that made oh it way God. worse. This is getting really bad, guys. This is getting really bad. Okay. Oh, I got to pull the skin tight at the bottom. That's what I'm missing. Okay. You didn't follow directions. Mm-hmm. Huh? Huh? There we go. Nice. He nailed oh it. Oh, God. Oh, geez. That's gross. I did not get these belly button hairs at all. That one was a mess. Um, he uh. fully waxed his happy trail now, so... um. Uh, it looked very painful. Okay. Um, with that, guys, <laughs> you've been listening to the Protect Your Wild podcast. Yeah. I'm if you enjoyed Colin this, Campbell. Oh, yeah. And uh, I'm Avinash. And if you enjoyed this episode, make sure you drop us a like, uh, comment, subscribe, you know, the Damn normal it, uh, stuff. Uh, give us a review, too. Um, you know, tell us what you'd like it, don't like, you know, what want to see something new <laughs> let us um, know some punishments too oh yeah DM give us, us give us like punishment ideas jeez um we're so. not as uh, creative as uh, we thought we were <laughs> yeah um, so follow us on instagram at out the lifestyle drop us dms with punishment ideas there um and also following these we're gonna have blog posts um with the more in-depth kind of versions of these stories that you heard um, so if you're curious to read up more or want some additional links, uh, hit up those blog posts. Yep. And lifestyle.com. Yeah. Uh, I think I'm forgetting one more thing. Uh, what am I forgetting? Someone? Protect your wild. <laughs>